Welcome back, everyone, again to the Inside Fantasy Sport Podcast, NBL edition. It is round two preview, and we, again, are going live. So make sure you pop all your comments in there. We're going to get to the questions. We've got so much to get through in today's show. I'm the SC Hawk. We have the SC Matrix. We have Hammer. But before we get to the boys that are here, we just want to make sure a big shout out to those who support us, the Standard Squeeze, use our promo code for Inside15 to get 15% off all your Standard Squeeze products. And also a massive shout out to Ryan at Astute Finance in Newstead. Make sure you hit up Ryan for all your home loan needs. I know I have. I know Jake Skidmore has. I know many people have. Hit him up for all those home loan needs. He's going to help you out. Ryan is the man to go and speak to. Let him know that the Insight Boys sent you and he will take care of all those home loan needs for you. Boys, we've got a lot to get through. I'm going to get through what we're going to go through in a minute, but I want to say hello first. I'm going to you first, Hammer. How are you, mate? I'm good. I'm good. It's um, It's been a stressful couple of days. Roster changes. It's There's a lot happening. Still haven't fully settled on my team. This is becoming a thing for you, mate. This is becoming a thing. Like We've had a lot of chats, and I can attest that you are not set. I've yeah, got look. a bit of a big curveball to throw you boys today. I'm nervous about it, but hopefully you guys will give it the big green tick and it'll make me feel a little bit better. What about you, Maddie? How are you doing, mate? The SC Matrix himself. Oh, mate, I just finished mowing the lawn, to be honest. And <laughs> um, and here I am. And here I am. Keen to talk about NBL. We have a lot to get through. We are going to clarify some confusion. We're going to hope to clarify some confusion around price rises and what that algorithm looks like. We are going to do some super coach previews of each games. We're going to talk about our trades and our captain thoughts. Who are we starting? Who are we sitting? And hopefully answer any and all of your questions along the way. Things that look like this, and I can't help but put it up, but a massive shout out to Hugh Direction. What up, legends? What up to you, Hugh? And, uh, you know, we've got Fletcher in there as well. What up, Fletcher? Welcome to the show, everyone. We've got Cooper in here. Let's go, lads. Absolutely. When we look at things like this, we can't help but get excited. Drop your questions in, guys. We're going to get to as many of these as we can and get everyone excited for what's going to come in round two. I'm going to throw to you, Matrix, because I was going to say you're the smartest guy in the room, but... Mm. <laughs> But maybe you're the smartest to try and explain what the heck is the confusion with price rises and this algorithm that comes with it. Yeah, so um, there's there's no stranger. There's there's another big player in the um, in the Supercoach NBL, and um, and it's the basketball blokes. They've got together with um, with Supercoach HQ and created this game. And um, from my understanding, from chatting to them, is that when you get to the end of a round and price rises come into play, it goes the most three recent games that that player has played. Um, so I'm going to use somebody like Henshaw, for example. He got a did, did not play coach's decision in the first game, um, played the second game. Um, we expect that he will play another game coming up, and then he's got a double game week. His first actual playable game 
was 29. And it was due to, I would, from what I saw, he was getting a lot more minutes due to usher foul trouble, due to a little bit of garbage time, due to it being his first NBL game. And um, a lot of it was out of it by the time that he got big minutes. So by the time he plays at that double game week, he will play his third game on his first game in that double game week. Then he'll play another game. If he plays in all those games, his 29 will actually drop out because it's the next three games that will count. Now, on another level, uh, when you look at somebody like Mitch Creek, now, if you're on Twitter, um, everybody was complaining. I think I called Mitch Creek Ruben Tarangi's backup during that game um, because <laughs> he was garbage. He hadn't played a little bit. He ended up on 16 super coach points. And for a guy that you spend that much money on, uh, I, was, I was rage against the machine. But he's got two double game weeks in a row. So when it comes to price rises, he's going to take his most three recent games. And, yes, we all cop the 16. We did cop the 16, and uh, that's devastating. But it won't count when it comes to price rises for Creek. Um, there's only one other example that I'd like to bring in, and that's Kyron Galloway. He played one game to start off with, got five. Went and got 23 the next game. Now he's got two games this week. At the end of this week, after lockout and they're um, formulating price rises or falls, um, his five is going to drop out. He's got 23. He's a 69K player, and it's the next two games that'll count. I suppose that's the best way I can explain it, and um, it's for good, for bad in some cases, but that's, that's the long and short of it. Bottom line, you go, no, go hammer. That's it. There's winners and there's losers, and we need to be aware of who's what. So, when we're going to throw Creek out of our teams because of that low score in the game one, now not so bad. Someone like Cotton, who played the double round one, now has a single, he's not going to have that same luxury. So, that price drop is probably going to be more severe. So, when you're looking at your team, you really need to understand how this works to. I suppose, for want of a better word, manipulate it in your favour. The thing it's thing it's clear the, as day now, isn't it? The the thing, yeah, it's clear as mud. But the thing with this <laughs> is when you have people coming from, and a lot of our fans are Supercoach NRL fans. In in Rob's case, Supercoach AFL fans. Um, this isn't the way that Supercoach usually works. It's not the way that NBL fantasy usually works, and it's actually just extremely different. You just need to understand it. Um, go back and listen to what I what I just said and um, and formulate your plans around that because that could be, you know, like let, let's trot time. Like that could be the difference between 500 spots. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the other side of that equation, Matty, is, we're starting to get an idea with some of these break-evens and projected price rises, but we don't know for sure how much people are going to increase or decrease by just yet. So there's still a few little unknowns, but you'd assume after this round, all that will be cleared up. I'm going to hold us there because we've got plenty to get through. I think the boys are giving you insight there. Massive shout-outs to a few people. Um, Rob's just dropped out, so um, I'm just going to go through a few things. And our league code is 680481 uh, for your chance at a standard squeeze pack every week. And I've actually got um, – we've actually reached out and got from two of the guys that are tie number one. 
Um, so these guys that were tie number one in the whole Supercoach community were part of our um, our competition. So by joining our league code 680481, you do get a chance at a standard squeeze pack. And I went and talked personally to Ash, and he's actually decided to give both of these guys, um, mainly because they were number one in the whole community, standard squeeze packs. So shout out to Ash from the standard squeeze. Both these guys have scored the pack for reaching out and uh, big listeners from the show. So thank you very much for getting around us. Really hope I'm back. I do not even know what happened there. Things just uh, just cut out of me. I was getting excited for how many people were in our comments. I want to shout out to Paul Barks, Bravo Gaming, Corey, massive shout out. I've got to love this. A little bit of Matthew Borg. I love the Inside Fantasy Sport. Shout out to you, mate. We love the love. Um, this is a good one as well. Luke Franklin watching during my lecture because I couldn't miss out on being here in the live. That is a, that is a big, massive shout out to you, my friend. There are some quality questions coming through as well. Now, before we dive in and we're going to touch on them. So with all the games coming up, I got to stop you, man. Breaking news. Armstrong's out. Recalculate everything. Hold the phones. Breaking here first on Inside Fantasy Sport live. Armstrong is out, and I know that's a big one for your team because you had him in that first week, and you took a little bit of a risk. So you're going to have to look at that. Kind of makes me feel comfortable that I'm holding Antonio on for another week before their double donuts hit us hit us strong, um, mate. That's some big breaking news. I think, like, if you see all of us looking like this right now, we're <laughs> oi, there we go. Love that. There's some massive trade questions coming in. We are going to try and drop them as we go through these previews, and then we'll hit up all those questions as we go along. I wouldn't mind. This is a big shout out. This is what I love to see from everybody as well. Coach of the Goose Gouldings, rank number one. There it is. How many games? Oh, so weird if you flex. were in our league, which Maddie was just talking about, drop us which team you coach. Maybe if you know your ranking as well, throw us where your ranking is within the league as well so we can have a look at your team as we go along. How many games do we think we need each week? I had 19 out of 20 for week one, but that seems unrealistic with the schedule over the next few weeks. Boys, have any of you had a thought about this when you're looking at building your teams? Hammer. Yeah. Uh, I've never calculated in that way. I've, I've always tried as best as I can to have the five guys on the court on double. So there's 10 games. I suppose if all your, your bench was on singles, that gives you your 15. But I think the bench for me is now trying to get guys who are playable so that when it comes around, I can rotate them in rather than uh, – rather than having to make a trade each week. So I think if you're doing better than 15, you're doing well. It's probably, it's probably why Anthony's sitting at number one. He's looking at the analytics and we like it. We like it a lot. Very good. He's sitting at number one and he's sitting at number one overall because we've got all the ballers in our league. So if you're sitting at number one, good chance you're going to be number one in the whole competition. Boys, are we ready to dive in? Let's do some previews. There's a hell of a lot of questions coming in. We're going to try and touch on those players. We'll talk about the trade options from these games. We'll talk about the players that are coming through as we preview these games. Keep them coming through. We'll get to as many trade questions as we can. I have a feeling we'll kind of answer them as we go along because there's a lot of players that we're going to talk about in that section. New Zealand v. Brisbane. Your boys, Mr. SC Matrix, uh, Thursday, 4.30. Um, I'll go to you, Maddie, because they are your team. What are the big things you're looking for in this game and who are the players you're looking at? Oh, no, that's not what I'm going to talk about. I would like Ooh. to send out a public service announcement, a reminder to everybody but the tradies to let their bosses know that they're finishing early on Thursdays to sit down and watch the two games um, it. because it's because it's 4.30 um, on Thursday, the first one. Um, but 
watching New Zealand and watching Brisbane, I'm not sure if it's a good matchup for either team, um, but it could be a good matchup for either team, but it could also be a bad matchup. We're not really sure what we've seen from these guys. And I'm not scared to play basically anyone in these teams. What do you think, Hammer? Uh, Brisbane, New Zealand's a watch and see for me. New Zealand, Hmm. I've got my eye on them for the good part of the schedule coming up, not touching them until then. A couple of interesting points to come out this week. Will McDowell-White is back. How does this affect Parker Jackson Cartwright? Jackson Parker Cartwright? Which way is it? Um, Parker Jackson Cartwright. PJC. (laughs) PJC. So how does Will McDowell-White returning affect PJC? Because that's going to be important. He's got to drop 57. If he's dropping down to 25s, maybe that affects our plans a bit later on. With Brisbane, they've got a good schedule coming up. I haven't picked a single Brisbane guy. I just feel like, especially at guard, they are stacked. They're going to be splitting minutes. There's no standout. I'm, I don't love any of what I'm seeing there. Are you seeing value at all? I'm struggling due to, uh, I suppose, a job share. Um, yeah. Like, look, I, I want to chat about the forwards a little bit later on because Brisbane's playing two games. But, like, you know, the job share between Sobey and Shannon Scott, between, like, Norton and Isaac White, they're sort of cancelling each other out in my trade plans. Mm. And... I hate it for Supercoach. I actually really like it for watching uh, the Bullets play. I think that this is a lot better, but I suppose White slides across to the two sometimes. Uh, Norton's playing the point guard. White's playing the backup point guard. There's not enough minutes to go around in a 40-minute game. And I think we saw that last round. McDaniel, who everyone's talking about in in the comments and has been all week, and, and rightfully so, I think he got extended burn for a number of reasons. He was playing well, so we'll ride with a hot hand. You know, Adelaide was was probably a favourable matchup for him. I don't think we're going to see that every single week, and especially not when Bannon comes back. There's there's another mouth to feed and a guy they've been high on. So um, I don't know if it's worth touching on, on McDaniel now, but I'm, I'm steering clear. Big shout-out to the Harry Mules, ranked 97th. The Magic Mules, uh, McDaniel or Galloway. Like, Galloway's getting named a lot. We're obviously going to get to that game in a little bit, but we've just heard McDaniel's name. If you had to pick their hammer off the back of what you just said, Galloway or McDaniel? Uh, I'm going with Galloway. There's a better role. DJ Hogue's out for longer. You know, I'm willing to be proven wrong, but McDaniel, I don't think the role sticks. The the only advantage is he is dual position. Yep. One like one thing, I could actually get all my five starters on double game weeks if I was yeah. selecting McDaniel over um, over Galloway, but I'm electing for Galloway, and I will cop that because of the fact that there was only 13 minutes by DJ Mitchell in that last game. I don't think we're going to see that very often, even when you add Bannon into a mix. Like, they did play that small ball. They did play Sam McDaniel there. You know, it's obvious that the coach loves McDaniel. Uh, so he did get an extended run, but I do expect DJ Mitchell to play more than Sam McDaniel. So Sam McDaniel has been involved in 13.6 trades. He's the number one most traded in player this week. So that's what the public's looking at. Remembering that we probably have a public, a lot of public that's also looking at break-evens, those types of things. Be aware. You still got to make sure you look at their playing time and maybe what their productivity is going to be at the same time. I feel like, how many you got one more comment before I move to the next game? I think, yeah. It's going to be fool's gold. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it. Adelaide are small. And they, they had McDaniel a bit at the, the three and the four rather than traditionally where he's at maybe the two or the three. So 
um, yeah, steer clear in my opinion. So we move on now to Cairns versus Southeast Melbourne Magic. Obviously, we've just dropped some massive news off the top that Armstrong is out and they are also heading into their double donuts very soon. Um, I think the names that we need to massively talk about, though, surely soon you're going to be down to one of those. They look way too good just to continually sit there on a tray for you. (laughs) There we go. I like it. Well played. Surely two big games that we have to – names that we have to talk about, Creek and Cook, and to play on the onomatopoeia a little bit more. Are they a possible captain option to make out the triple C there? Um, Because this is a good matchup for uh, Southeast Melbourne Magic. Southeast Melbourne Magic. Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. Um, yeah, look, I do actually really like Creek. Um, I'm probably not looking at Cook. Um, I didn't see exactly what I saw from the preseason. Still really happy I've got him. Still really happy I'm holding him. Um, yeah, uh, Creek is a captain option for me. Yeah, same. Creek, I mean, game one, he was shit Creek. Somehow turned the dial back towards Wolf Creek in game two. He was, he was what I expected from him, and he set out the entire fourth quarter. You know, missed one rebound from a double-double and, and was getting what he wanted. So as long as Southeast Melbourne fire as a team, I think he'll be well and truly a captain option. So if I said that he's possibly in my trade option at the end of this podcast, would that surprise you? Yep. Watch, <laughs> watch this space. Mine's blown. That's what we're going to go for, people. The other one I want to talk about there, though, is, um, you know, Menenga. If you have him, are you starting him? Hammer, you? Yes. So, so I think if the option is Tyler Cook or Menenga, you do Tyler Cook. But um, I I expect that a lot of people are deciding between Huck Porty's one game and Menenga's two games. I would go Menenga's two games. The only sort of flag on that is coming out with the Taron Armstrong news that he's out. The import power forward for Cairns, Roberts, he's in. So does that affect Menenga or not? I, I don't know. I think the rotation's set, but I liked what I saw from Menenga and I feel like he missed a few cheapies and he'll, he'll only get better for the run. So we move on to Tassie versus Sydney. They've got the Friday night game. Big matchup, tough matchup for both teams. Lots of super coach relevant players. Matrix, which ones are you sort of looking at and who do we think rises or who do we think falls in this one due to the tough matchup? Look, if I, if I gloss over anyone, it's only because we're going to be talking about Tassie and Sydney yep. a bit later on. Um, but Jalen Adams last week was everybody's trade plan for Cotton. Um, I'm just wondering with the – I'm not going to call it the emergence of Denzel Valentine, but with how good Denzel Valentine was, um, is Jalen Adams still the best replacement for Cotton in the next two weeks? And I don't think he is. I think I would prefer to save that extra 110k and get get an import before their price rises. I'll own Jalen Adams at some time, uh, but it won't be this week for me. And that was probably my plan. What do, what do you think, Rob? Yeah, well, I feel like you guys are going to look at me with an absolute shocker when I come out with what my possible trade is. There could be a boost used. There could be a Jalen Adams. I think what I scoffed up that I, I scoffed at that I found interesting in this one though was he's Jalen Adams is actually sitting out one of the most traded out players this week. So I'm confused on who had him to begin with. And surely if you had him, this is the week you hold him. That just doesn't quite make sense to me, especially when you look at their schedule and what's coming up. Um, 
yeah, I'm still big on him. I, I think he could be slotting into my side. I think it makes sense for scheduling moving forward as well, but we won't give away too much just yet. Um, look, I'm just trying to have a quick look at anything else that I pointed out. I will go one more because I know they've actually, no, we'll, we'll move along. They've, they've got other games, so we'll make sure we touch on those players as we go through. There's another name that I want to mention to you guys later, but we'll move on to Perth versus Adelaide. The flat track for Perth. They're playing on a flat wicket. Is this just a danger, danger game for Adelaide? I think they all are. But does Perth just go ballistic? But what does that mean for some Perth players? Do we see some of them getting rested because they get ahead so early? What do you think, Hammer? Yeah, it's hard. And it goes one of each way, not when you sit on yeah, the Yeah, but what about the game? <laughs> oh, my God. You're still talking a huge erection, aren't you? Um, yeah, look, Perth is, is in a danger zone. They're expected to win. They're expected to dominate. And, and sometimes you go out there expecting to do that and, and it just doesn't happen and, and you're in a grind. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a danger game because if they do get up, guys will get rested and you're going to lose so much more value if you've held cotton, uh, if you're holding, you know. But I'd say it's probably a good opportunity for the, the lower players, like your Henschels, your Sars. That's probably where they'll benefit. This is a big question coming through from Thomas. Massive shout out. I really like it because it is actually one that I would want to ask myself. It's one that I'm looking at heavily, not only so much just for Cotton, but even just Wildcat players in general with their schedule. Should we be keeping cash on hand for Cotton in round three or is he fine to death ride until round six when per schedule gets a little bit better? Love the content. Cheers, Thomas. Appreciate that. We'll go to you, Maddie, on that one. Look, I personally... I'm going to be keeping some cash on hand for Cotton. Um, but I suppose the easiest trade via Jules is Creek because you're going to be looking at getting Creek out, depending on how he goes this week. It's not that big of a jump. So, yes, you should be keeping a little bit of cash. But have a look at how much Creek is. Have a look at how much Cotton is and um, and roughly work out what you need. It might not be as much as you think. Yeah, I'm thinking that's about the only way you can do it. It'd be a straight Cotton to um or straight creek to cotton and cotton may drop creek may stay steady if he if he writes the ship this week but um i've definitely considered it too and i think all you've got to consider really is who else are the other captain or startable options in that that next round if there's anyone other than cotton look at it but remember you need to have a captain and he's always a good choice just really quickly, I just want to bring this one in. Not so much Galloway or Tui. We might leave them alone because we'll get to some of their games. But the Saar factor, would you be using a boost to bring in Saar? Shout out to Global as well. No. No. Hope this helps. It's a no for me. That's what I'm saying. If that's the boost that you need, I don't think you need to do it based on their schedule. So massive shout out to Global. Huge fan of the show. Appreciate your input, mate. We move on to Illawarra versus uh, Southeast Melbourne. Uh, we've talked about a few of their players already. We haven't touched on Illawarra too much just yet. Um, Albrich is obviously the name that comes to the tip of my tongue. Maddie, does he get some minutes? Um, I think that his role is what we saw last week. Um, and he's somebody not getting a price rise for a couple of weeks, uh, doesn't have the best draw early. Um, I was sort of forced to get him in with news of blokes like Taryn Armstrong and Bannon being out. Look, I'm not disappointed with the 10 points or the five because I got the half last week, um, but I'm pretty happy to maybe move on from him this week. Yeah, my plans were to move on until Taron Armstrong ruined my life. So, yeah, if you can move on, I would. 
Taryn, yep. if you're looking, text us in. Uh, let us know what's going on and let us know when you're uh, when you're playing next time, mate, so we can have some breaking news. I'll send you a standard squeeze pack. Absolutely. And why you hate me so much. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is it's strangely become look, we're giving him a big rap comparing him to this name, but it's becoming like a little bit of the Clayton Oliver of the Supercoach AFL where everybody's like, oh, he's got a hammy for one. It turned out to be a hammy for like 17 and everybody sort yeah. of held on to him. When was the point? But uh, yeah, we'll see how we go. He's got the, I think it's a no brainer now that you got to move him out. But it was, I think it was a, mate, it was a bold move by you, but I really liked it. And that's just kind of hurt you a little bit. But look, you still put up a good score. You'll be right. <laughs> Hammer uh, hates him. And like looking at him live, his barber obviously hates him too. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll go. We'll go to Brizzy v Cairns. I mean, Armstrong's is following us now. But uh, uh, who will I go to? Uh, I've got here in the notes bangers? Question mark. At least it's not. You're not stitching me up with the explanation point this time. But bangers? <laughs> question mark. Maddie, I'm assuming that's you that's put it in there. What's your thoughts on bangers? I I love bangers. I wish there was a way to get him in, but you know, due to the trades, I've got Sam Menenga. Pretty happy with how it's worked out so far. Um, Bangers is probably the one Brisbane guy that doesn't, I suppose, get ruined by those rotations. Um, you know, the rotations in the Sam McDaniels, your, your DJ Mitchells, your Sobeys, your, Shan- your Shannon Scotts, your Chris Smiths, who we haven't even mentioned yet. Um, Bangers will get 24 minutes a night and he will do good things. What do we do? Oh, and we've touched on Sam McDaniel already. Um, trying to think. We need to make Mate, sure. Let's talk oh. about. Let's talk about Chris yeah. Smith. Let's talk yeah. about Chris Smith because yeah. I know that I, I know you, Rob, um, had him in your trade plans. Um, you know, you you want to think a week or so ahead, and Brisbane's schedule's so good, and we don't want to bring in these Brisbane players. Like Bangers is one that I would be happy to bring in, um, but I'm still probably not going to do it. Um, what happened to Chris Smith? Look, I, I was keen on it at the start. He was nearly actually he was one of those ones where I was gonna look forward and go, I don't think it's the right move for round one, but it actually could sit nicely as I move on if the points were right and where the balance was. Um, you know, I've watched them play a bit at the moment. I'm just not sold. I'm just not sold at the moment. I don't know what the rotations are gonna fully look like. I'm not completely sold. There are just other players that I watched in round one that I feel like I know what their role is going forward. So that that's the that's the simplicity of it for me. If I don't know a role of a player. I don't just pick people off numbers. Yeah, I think he's he's a trap. You know, I, I think I dislike him as much as Taron Armstrong dislikes <laughs> me. It's he's, he's, he's probably a comparison as Chris Goulding. Bubbles gives you nothing unless he scores. Now, this guy's going to come out and he might throw 30 points and have 28 super coach points. But if he's not hitting his shot, which he was in the preseason, what else is he giving you? I think he's 240K and like those rebounds are always going to be there. They don't call him bangers for nothing. He's going to be in there banging. And um, yeah, he will get those rebounds, I think. Hold on. Are we talking about Chris Smith or bangers? Yeah, you just, you just, you just went back to bangers, mate. How many beers oh, Mark, you have? I'll still talk about bangers. Yeah, about, <laughs> about 17. You, you're looking over at the comments and getting distracted by people over there, mate. Pop one of your Dexies, get your game face back on for your ADHD and switch on, mate. Let's go. I'm wondering um, why you can't put bangers in at shooting guard. Come on, man. <laughs> bangers, I must admit, so when we get to some trade possibilities, he's not in my one at the moment. He's in my more boring mode trade where bangers is an opportunity. So I will bring him up. But, yeah, Chris Smith, I think he's a bit of a trap. I go with Hammer at the moment. Until I know the role, 
It's a, it's a no-go for me. Boys, let's move on. Melbourne and Tassie, there's a lot of players' names getting thrown in there. There's a lot of comments coming through. Please keep throwing through the comments, guys. We've only got two more games that we're going to get through, and then we're going to really start peppering the comments and the questions about trades. We're going to talk about our trades this week as well. Just Hold on, think Rob. We... What's that? You've got a really good comment you've just brushed over. Which one? Katrina. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, wow. Is this Do your you backup attack, Matty? Yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't. I wasn't brushing over it. I can't wait to make fun of you later. I t- I totally missed it. I-, I need a little bit of backstory here. I mean, I know in our wrap up show we're always now doing Hammer's Tinder profile, but I didn't know that this was going to carry on to our Wednesday live as well. <laughs> Katrina, I was going to say Katrina, send us a picture. I'll get you on uh, Hammer's Tinder profile next game, but maybe just send a picture directly to Hammer. So. Big shout out to anyone who is joining for the first time. Welcome. Be aware that we are doing two shows every week. So we will be doing wrap-up shows, which are most likely going to be on Monday nights, depending on the scheduling of the NBL. Most likely Monday nights. At the moment, we're getting so much love on the lives. They're probably going to be lives. We're loving the questions that come through. And then we're always going to do this preview show, which is a really good one for us to dive into trades um, and what we're going to do. So make sure you keep putting those questions in. Two content every week, obviously on top of our Discord and everything else that we do through Twitter and all our social pages. That being said, shout out to our Discord. Make sure you join it. It's completely free. We've got over 150 people in our community at the moment that are chatting all things legendary like you guys are right now. So many experts giving expert advice. Um, Melbourne v. Tassie, if I may, if there's no more girls dropping into Hammer's DMs. Um, the big one that stands out for me here, guys, Melbourne only allowing 67 and 70. <laughs> there we go. What's going on? What is... I feel like there's a hack going on. Have. Is this losing the credibility of our comments? It looks like we're now just making up profiles and putting shit in there. Um, <laughs> whoever is, keep upping our viewership. I think we need to get to something like 4.7 million uh, reactions to actually make some money out of this thing. So that would be fantastic. Um, Melbourne allowed 67 and 74 points in their first two games. Hammer, when you look at that, what does that make you think when it comes to looking at these matchups and players coming in for you? Because I'm looking at some Tassie players this week. Well, I'm looking at Melbourne like I've looked at Tassie the last two seasons. Is this a team that your guys are going to come in against and they're going to struggle? You know, this, they're limiting the possessions. They're, they're not so much slowing down the pace like Tassie, but they're locking down. So I don't think it's affected Melbourne's scores, but has anyone, has anyone uh, scored well against Melbourne yet? Honestly, they're 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 just Melbourne are here. All the other teams fall in below in what I've seen. Like Melbourne have been fantastic. They defend well. Their guys score points. Just yeah, I'm just honestly, I don't like anybody playing Melbourne. They're they're lengthy. They can play like Travis on a point guard if they need to stifle mm. anyone. Um, honestly, I'm scared to play anybody against Melbourne. So when you see names like this, Matty, then does that freak you out a little bit? The Doyles, the Crawfords, the Cummings, does that freak you out when uh, you start looking at the matchups or do you think they've got enough to deliver in these types of games? Yeah, I would go a Valentine over any of those guys with what I've seen and with who are playing Melbourne this week. Cool. Yeah, look, Valentine in the three spot. Sydney's playing Melbourne, aren't they? Yep. Yeah, so Valentine in the three spot. No, Sydney's playing Sydney's got Adelaide. and Sydney's playing Adelaide. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but Valentine tends to find that um, with how stacked Sydney is, he's probably the matchup that gets the weaker defender out of the guards. Like, they're throwing a lot of attention at Jalen Adams. Like, like, if you imagine they're playing 
say a Melbourne United, you're going to have Delhi, Illy taking your two guards. I, I'm, I'm going to assume he maybe goes to the three spot and you're probably going to have him batched up with Bubbles, who, you know, can't guard his own shadow. So, um, yeah, yeah I, I think he sort of slips under the radar and benefits a lot from it. Yeah, no, fantastic. I, I agree with you. Like, if, if Denzel Valentine... <laughs> I'm not going to bring that one up, uh, but if Denzel Valentine can um, can get those matchups, I'm a big fan of uh, of what Denzel can do this week. I'm bringing him in, and he's a possible um, captain option. Look, I know that we're talking about Melbourne and Tasmania, so I'm just going to go away from it, and then we can come back to chatting about Marcus Lee. But playing Adelaide this week, Denzel's must own. Um, he's like Sydney's Luke Travis. Everything you saw from Luke Travis last week, there is the opportunity to see that from from Denzel Valentine. I still want to re. Uh, I just want to rehash a little bit for anyone who dis- didn't listen to Monday's show. Shame on you. Go and listen to it. It was legendary. Um, Hammer. I want to hear why you have such confidence in someone, albeit that he only put up five shots during this game. I know he had his assists and his boards. You're so confident on a must have. Me, who sort of watches and sees a bit of hesitation on somebody that's not putting up volume shooting, especially in a team with Adams and players like that, does that give you any worry? Or why do you put him on such a confident, must-have kind of pedestal? Yeah, look, probably the best comparison to, to illustrate this is your boy, Usher. So he comes out in game one, 35 actual points. What would that translate to? 34 37. supercoach super points? Yep. Whereas you've got a guy like Denzel Valentine... He puts up maybe three shots, has five points, and he scores 36 super coach points. This is a guy who doesn't need to shoot the ball to accumulate stats. And you've seen it throughout his whole career. At, at Michigan State University, he was a walking triple-double just about. Like This is a guy who doesn't need bulk shots to impact the game, and he, he's going to do it. And that's probably the perfect piece next to someone like a Jalen Adams who, who does need the ball. Beautiful. He's a little Travis light. It's good. Love I kind of want to get to uh, – we ride to move to a few questions or do we want to start talking about some of our trades which might the, answer a few No, no, let's, let's answer some questions. But somebody I just mm-hmm. want to bring up before that is Marcus Lee. So he's 288K, yep. so he's just above that 270K, so not too bad. He's got a double-double game week coming up. He's got a 41 break even. He dropped 28 uh, super coach point last week. Like, nobody's talking about him. I'm not talking about him. We're not talking about him. Are we overlooking Marcus Lee? It kind of sounds like you're talking about him. That's what I was yeah. about to say. <laughs> yeah. But you're right. This is the first time I've heard you uh, throw the name up. Absolutely. Yeah. And in fact, is he a poor man's cook? <laughs> He's a skinny cook. <laughs> Never trust a skinny chef. Exactly. Look, man, I think you're onto something. I, I was high on him. In the preseason, um, I think he's got a defined role. And I was hesitant with Magne um, also in the squad. You know, we all thought they were going to split 20 minutes each, probably even less when you got Krizlovic playing a bit of five. With Magne out, we've seen he's a good for, what did he play, 28, 29 minutes and had foul trouble. He, he came up a rebound or two short yeah. of a you know, of a double-double almost. Or he normally gets the rebounds and, and struggles and he- to score, but he's all right. If he's not in that foul trouble, does he play? 
a bit more with Magne out? Like, can he play 31-32? I know we're only talking about three minutes, but if that's an extra couple rebounds, he gets the double-double. He goes and gets the extra five bonus points. I don't think I see him getting a triple-double ever, but maybe maybe he gets an extra dunk, gets another couple rebounds, gets an extra five super coach points, and he's the most traded-in guy this week. I think he has like, to. Mm. You play against teams with bigger centres, you really can't play Krizlovic at the five for extended periods. You go to your small ball and you stretch it out a little bit, but I think defensively, you're coming up against, what, Huck Porty? Um, who's Tazzy's second game? Sydney. Uh, Adelaide, so he's playing... Oh, no. Melbourne. Wait, Melbourne, Melbourne. Melbourne. So he's playing... Huck Porty, and then before that, he's playing yeah, yes, Melbourne and Sydney. Sydney. Melbourne and Sydney. Yeah, Sydney. Yep. So against Sydney, he's got what Hunter, Bolden. Mm. Like, there's some big bodies. I, I think yeah. he will. They'll have no choice but to play him. He, he's definitely a, an option to bring in if you're not bringing in a bangers, or if you don't own a Huck Porty. Um, on a double, he, he's yeah. Let's um let's go into a couple of questions. Look, I've scrolled back up a little bit, so hopefully I get to some of those that got put in there early. Feel free to go and put them back in there, guys, if we missed a few out. We're going to do a few questions here. We'll try and keep the answers a little bit short. Yes, so yes, no, maybe so. Put in a few comments to why. Um, and then we're going to get to our trade. So feel free, if we do miss them, throw your comments back in. It'll be easy to see it down the bottom. I have shooted, shot straight back up to the top there. Cooper Lowe, big shout out. Um, what's your, I uh, would love some thoughts on getting Doyle and bangers in for cotton and flowers. To me, that sounds pretty straightforward and a pretty good addition. Hammer, you're nodding. Matrix, you're nodding. Do you want to add on to that one, Matty? Look, I would probably go elsewhere. I would probably prefer maybe if you could go a Valentine and a Lee. And as much as I'm praising bangers, if you could afford a Valentine and a Lee, I would personally do that. It's the same amount of potish, maybe a little bit to, more potish. Be, uh, doing, doing quick math in my head, you should be able to afford. If you can afford Doyle and Baines, you should be able to afford uh, Lee and and Valentine. I think just. Yep. I, that would I'd be my advice. Doyle, just just yep. because of the price difference, same production, and for God's sake, I'd take Taron Armstrong over Flowers. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Luke. Uh, trading Cotton and Albridge or Henschel for two import import types from Sydney or Tassie. Uh, firstly, who should I drop and then who should I get in? I mean, that's a bit of an open slather for you guys. What are your thoughts there? So trading cotton, obviously it's that Albert or Hentral. The Albert or Hentral conversation has been with a lot of people. And a lot of the responses that I've been seeing through Twitter and things like that is people have been confident to hold Albert over Hentral only based off the fact that the algorithm stuffs Hentral up a little bit. And Albrich, you can start moving a little bit between that forward center position as well with like the Travers moves and things like that. So I'm I if I had to, I'm actually holding both, but I was going to hold Albrich over Henschel if I do do my boring trade. Um, now I'm holding Antonio because Armstrong's not playing. But what's your thoughts on this one, Hammer? I don't mind going to two imports, especially if you're starting to downgrade from your Cotton and your your uh, Creek. If you can start to hold a guy, and we've talked <laughs> about him, but Denzel Valentine, if you've got a guy like that who you can move between your bench and your starters. With guard forward eligibility, that's going to give you someone off your bench you can slot in every week they're on a double. Um, and at that price, I think you're going to afford to hold him on your bench. I, I'd be looking at that. Yep. Matty, any other names to add to that or the same sort of names that you're throwing up? Honestly, that's um, – unfortunately, that's nearly the same question as the one before. And, yeah, again, if you could find a way to get 
you know, your Valentines and your Marcus Lee. That's what I would love. Fletcher, you can always slide into our DMs. It's pretty hard to maybe do it through Twitter to onto this show. Um, it might come up for me. It makes it a bit easy. It might be hard to sort of talk to, but hit us all up. There's our um, our Twitter handles at the bottom there. Supercoach Hawk for me, SE Matrix. Hit us up anytime. Join our Discord I think, as well. I, we have, I think Katrina asked the same question. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, mate, we're more than happy to take you through. So drop us a message. We'll more likely get to a response as soon as possible and definitely before round two. Um, any others ones that stood out to you guys? I mean, this is a pretty big one here. I'm trying to think of the same sort of thing. This is a big one. We'll do this one and then we might move into ours from there. Best trade out of Albridge, uh, Albridge to Galloway, Albridge to McDaniel or Henschel to McDaniel. Note Henschel to McDaniel allows for McDaniel to start over Travers. And if picking that, please advise who you'd start. Can I pick this up? Because I'm in the exact same situation and I'm going to go Ulbricht to Jay Galloway. I think that the role, and Hammermit touched on a little bit earlier, the role for Jay Galloway is a lot better, even if it means playing... um, even if it means playing Travis on a single game week, which I'm in the same position. So that's the decision I'm making. I'm a little unsure about McDaniels um, and and big Brizzy fan. Um, I have picked up some extra questions like what's the news on Bannon? Well, he's going to be out for the next couple of weeks. So Sam McDaniel might get that little rise in, in role. But DJ Mitchell playing 13 minutes last game, I don't think we'll see that again unless they're playing Adelaide every week. Yeah. Touching on your um your Galloway point, Matrix, NBL website today or yesterday, Sydney's coach has come out and said Galloway is the best defender in the NBL, which is, is not a statement you're going to make about a guy you're not going to play. So the role, yep. it's, it's definitely there. Yep. Uh, one more for me. I'll sell this one. Cotton and, and Armstrong. Valentine, we know where we've talked enough about Valentine as well. What's everyone's thoughts on uh, McVeigh? No, I don't it. I, no, I don't like it. You you answer why you do. Well, I didn't have a very long look at it. Um, <laughs> look, his game it was a ceiling game last week. Look, I love the guy. He's he seems like a cool dude. I think his game fits well in Tassie, but it's not fantasy friendly. It's um, he's he scores and he he scored a lot of points late in that game in their run. Uh, to bring his score up to that 34 super coach points. But I feel like if he's not hitting his shot and he's not scoring well, um, it, it doesn't translate like some other guys, like we talked about Valentine, who's hitting all areas of the score sheet. So I like the flexibility with guard forward um, eligibility, but I, I'm going to steer clear. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go no, and I'm just going to say, like, you want to pick guys with a higher floor, just so that when you have a shit week, you only drop a, you know, you only drop a little bit. Um, and there's so many people in this chat, like, you know, I'm, what am I, 270th overall, and I'm 40th in our, in our competition. Like, there's a lot of intelligence, some guys that have some really good NBL teams. You kind of want a safety net and just stick around it. Um, but I'm going to grab a couple more of these questions up. No um, and just thoughts on Will Cummings. Uh, we've sort of glossed over him. Um, he is one of the highest scorers of the week. Goes into a double game week and then into a single week game week. Is he somebody that you could bring in again now? Like you'd definitely be happy if you owned him, but he was only 3% owned. 
Um, is he somebody you can add this week, Hammer, to those who haven't played this format before? Nobody plays. It depends on the makeup of your team. If you were already holding, say, a Delhi, who like Will Cummings is a double this week, and we'll talk in a second about how he performed over the weekend, but he's on a double. If you can switch him to your bench next week with Delhi coming onto a double, he comes back on a double the week after. Potentially, you're getting some value there out of, out of Southeast Melbourne, and you get him before the price rise. He's, he's outperformed his break even. I did have concerns watching him play though. Like he put on a lot of points late, and he brought that score up to something pretty respectable. But a, it was out without Gary Brown there in the first game, and and B, um, he was pretty turnover prone. Um, agree. You answered it exactly how I would. Um, Rob, Wiley or Cook for F- Fallen Baz here? Oh, Wiley's getting talked about a lot at the moment, but oh, I mean, yeah, Wiley, Wiley definitely passes the eye test. You like what you're going to get from him. For me, though, um, I like Cook. I think Cook's a solid pick at the moment. I'm probably going to go and have a little bit of a closer look at the scheduling because Wiley just wasn't on my radar of someone that I was going to bring in, albeit that I like what he's doing and I like what I see. Um, so I can only really go off Cook at the moment because he's sitting in my side. I'm pretty happy that he's there. So, yeah, I like spanner in there though. What? Ooh, did anyone a spanner. A spanner from thing? the hammer. Look out. That's yeah, full put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> did anyone watch Overtime this week? No, it's on my watch list. Yeah, well, Olga Nulic was on there and he was talking about Alan Williams potentially being ahead of schedule, which means Tyler Cook, his days may be numbered. Ooh. So potentially looking at, I don't think it's going to be in the next two weeks, but potentially a round four return for Alan Williams. Mm-hmm. That means we have to start formulating an exit strategy for Cooks. And I don't know. It's just something to consider when you, if you're bringing him in now, if you've got him, definitely hold, yep. but I don't know if I'd be bringing him in. That's no different. That's no different to Cook and Huck Porty. When you start looking at JLA and Williams, yep. you've got to start looking at that. And when mm. is that coming? And I think for Huck Porty, I think you've still got enough time up your sleeve with their triple double game week coming up after this week. And I think from then it's a bit of an exit strategy as it probably is a bit of an exit strategy for all Melbourne United players anyway, at that point. But yeah. Maddie, what um, are we? Should we go to? Oh, you got one more? Okay. No, I've got I've got two more because I've because I've loved these all oh, three. I've loved these questions. Ooh. Like we can gloss over our trades, but I feel like as we've went along, we've been answering those. So let's let's answer a couple. Uh, Valentine and McVeigh or Doyle and two hundred and thirty six k for another guard. Um, if so, should he consider a boost? Like um, I see Ian Clark would fit into that 236K. Um, I don't love him for this week, but with again, with the triple-double game week coming up, um, is it something you can consider? Hammer, uh, what's your thoughts on this one? I ran into this exact problem today. I was playing with some, you know, little issues before my big Taron Armstrong issue just came up. And that's about the only guy for that price you can bring in. And I, I don't love it. I, I was looking at options. Like, I think I end up with like 260K or 64K left. And my only options were like a Jack McVeigh, um, Ian Clark, and God, a Mitch Delhi. Delhi? Delhi was nah, considered. Delhi's, Delhi's 255. Yeah, yeah he's okay. under the 263, but for, for, yep. for my situation. But yeah, there's, there's not much available under 236 that's going to be playable. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, Clark, I, don't, not, I, don't think, I don't think it's worth the boost. No. I don't think it's worth the boost factor yet. 
I think you've got to be confident in who you're playing. When I when I drop the three names that I've put in my side at the moment with using the boost, I feel confident about bringing those three, not only because of who they are, but also for what's to come and what it does for my for my squad. I'm not I'm not sold on McVeigh boys. Like I really liked watching him as a player. I think Hammer, you summed it up pretty well. I'm not sold on him coming into my team yet, though. He's got to be dropping those shots, and he was taking some big shots as well. So it was sort of like Delhi in that round one. Delhi just couldn't miss. I mean, he was just putting up some weird shots that still went in. He was shooting some deep threes in someone's face. Like, to me, as much as you're like, great game, it didn't actually give me that much confidence that he's going to be able to play that way week in, week out. Yeah. Yep. A McVay versus a, a Jalen Galloway, you're getting the same production probably at a discounted price. And and to quote Matrix, sometimes it's not what you spend, it's what you save, isn't it? Boom. Yes. <laughs> Put it on a bumper sticker. Um but keeping on, um, and we don't need to go to all of us, um, but uh, Hammer, Katrina's been in your DMs anyway, but can you just tell us, um, tell her whether she should trade in um, Parker Jackson Cartwright or PJC, WMW, yeah. all these blokes? It's a no from me. So we went through it before. Will McDowell-White's coming back this week. Want to see it play out. And then they go to the States, and he's got his uh, single Double donut. Donuts. So... Definitely have a look after that. But right now, I think there's better value and more games. And I just want to chat to Paul. Um, you don't accumulate your trades um, if you don't use them. Honestly, if you in this format, if you don't use it, you lose it. So, Am, am I right in saying, though, we've done the math, haven't we? If you max trade every week and use your boost as well, that it, just get, it basically gets you all the way to the last round yep. with no trades. So yeah, because you didn't use much, any trades in round one. Yep. Yeah, so that's pretty much telling everybody, like, use your trades. They're there. There'll come a time when you'll get a week that you don't need to use some trades and things like that, and then that frees you up to basically max trade as we go through this whole competition. So, yeah, they don't accumulate, and you don't need them to accumulate. So, yep. Um. Yeah, happy to move on. I haven't seen the most recent questions. Um. Maybe Fletcher talking about Nathan Sobey. I do love his draw, but I hate the job share there. Um, what will happen with Henschel when Ty Webster comes in? He probably won't play very much, um, but he's a 69K player that is pretty good at uh, basketball. Um, if the upside's there, he might have earned himself some more minutes um, coming up. But, um, yeah, if you'd like to support the show, hit subscribe and like on YouTube. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple, Google, hit the follow button, leave us a review. But, Rob, can you take me? Through your team, I need so to. I want to. I, I want to hear your trade captain thoughts. Yeah, I want to hear your starts and sits. Talk me through it, big dog. Yeah. So, all right, and I need some help because I've got a basic trade which Talk makes to your sense. therapist. I I have one, and she's working overtime at the moment. I can tell you that's for damn sure. Anyways, um, we move on. <laughs> um, um, the boring trade would be for me, especially knowing Antonio's staying. So it would probably be. Um, Henschel would have been the one that would go out. So you could probably do, it would have been uh, Henschel and Cotton. And then you look to bring in just like a Valentine and Bangers or a Valentine and Huck Porty. I've already got Galloway. So Galloway can come in. Um, those are the basic ones that people are doing. I could also do a Doyle, things like that. I want to go and talk about using my boost and doing a massive three big trade. And we're talking some big names. So I'm tempted to, and how I have it sitting at the moment is out. Cotton, Creek, and Air, and bringing in Doyle, 
Valentine, and Jalen Adams. That makes my starting lineup this week look like Valentine and Galloway. Valentine most likely being my captain. Cook in the center with Adams and Doyle at the guard. I have Travers and Saar on the bench, Albrecht on the bench, Antonio and Henschel. Not only does that give me double game week starters, that also sets me up for even next week as well, that I possibly only have to do one trade, which would definitely be Antonio with their double donuts coming up. It also even possibly allows me to just move Cook on with a single game and bring Huck Porty in when they start to go into their triple double game week. That's where I'm at, open to scrutiny or high fives. Can I can I go but first I've got one thing to say. I reckon I'll be able to breathe. I'll be fine. I'm breathing. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. This is uh I feel like you're taking a a chance here and if this pays off, it's going to pay off big and when we come back to the review pod in a couple of days' time, you're going to be sitting there just, yeah, head bobbling. Yep. You're, net. I hope so. Making, making this boost this week actually gives you, I think, a genuine shot at the team of the week this week. Honestly, that's that's fantastic. Um, and it sounds like you only need, like, with your forward planning, that's, that's really good as well. Um, it worries me that you've only got one trade to do next week, like, you know, because if you don't use it, you lose it. Um, no, but... I'll still do two. So I'll do two. It'll be Antonio out for someone. I'll just have to look at the money and how the prices change. And it will be, it'll most likely be Cook Cook out because they get a single game week and Huck Porty in. Mm. Love it. Love it's, it. It's good, man. That's your biggest issue I see, Rob, is who do you captain out of a team like that? Yeah. It makes Why that, honestly, that is what I'm now, I'm actually feel comfortable with using the boost. I'm okay with the cook, uh, the creek move and things like that as well. Um, yeah. And I'm here, look, let's open it up. Let's open it up to the community. Let's open up to you two. I've currently got it on Valentine because you guys have literally been having a circle jerk over the guy. I wanted Doyle if it was my choice, but it's not Doyle based on their matchups. So I'm kind of coming off Doyle. I feel like Adams could explode. I feel like Cook could circle explode. Jerk. But yeah, I know you love that. That was just for you, mate. <laughs> Coming off the I feel comfortable based off your guys' comments that Valentine at least gives me the most consistency. Yeah, I think over two games, you'll hit enough. It'll be, it'll be good. Yeah, man. Can we do that with our community team matrix? Have we got the coin? <laughs> no, we've I got think... the we've got the we've got the votes in there. We get we're gonna run with what the team says, but maybe yeah. after they just listen to Hawk and the uh, and the praise from Hammer, mm. maybe that's what's yeah. gonna gonna happen because we're gonna leave it up until the last minute. Do the trades last minute, mm. and in our Discord, in our community uh, team chat. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we're voting. We're voting on where they're going to go, and that team is about two hundred and seventy-six at the moment. So uh, the community team, if they win it, win some money for charity. So yeah, yeah. Hugh's got Hugh's got bigger peanuts than me. Like I understand the Doyle all day captain comment, but if we've been listening throughout this whole thing, like I I rate him as the player to really dare I say explode. Um, but I think with those matchups for Tassie this week doesn't. Give me the most confidence. I also want to watch Tazzy again and make sure that they actually keep the ball in Doyle's hand. Doyle has to have the ball in his hand. And if they go back to where they started, not to where they actually looked good, that will give me a little bit of worry as I move forward. But I'm comfortable putting him in there now, not giving him a C just yet until I get confirmed with that role. I like Doyle. I like 
And what you've said is the concern. And we, we talked about it last pod. When he had the ball in his hands and it looked like they made a deliberate shift to doing that towards the back end of that Perth game, he's going to have control. He's going to be putting stats up. But he's also such an unselfish guy who will do the right thing by the team. And if it's needed, he will just sit in the corner as a decoy or whatever. And you will – he's not a guy who will force the issue, which is good for your fantasy team. Well, like – they don't call him like one direction. They call him huge direction. And, um, uh, and I really like it. I like it. <laughs> um, all right. So I'm assuming then we're going to you guys. Who, who, oh, yeah. Who's Sorry. Next? I'll grab it. Um, so I'm going Cotton to, to Denzel. I'm going, yeah. Um, and that's a possible captain choice. Um, I'm going Ulbrich to Jalen Galloway. Um, I didn't have Jalen. Um, Sung his praises, but just didn't didn't have it in me to have him in. Um, taking that price rise, and he is very playable. He'll probably end up playing on my bench, which is disappointing um, due to the fact that I have Menenga, and I'm going to be starting him over Huck Porty. Um, Cook and Creek at forward, Jalen Galloway on the bench, Denzel and Travis at guard uh, with Ben Eyre and Henschel on the bench. It's handy to have a couple doubles even on your bench for this matchup. Um, and I'm probably planning on trading Creek and Cook next week. But talk uh, to us. Hawk. Hold on, talk to us there about. Did I hear that right? You're going to have Travis starting, and you're putting Air on the bench. Air's got the double game week, so obviously you're feeling confident. Travis puts up more in one than Air puts up in two. Is that where you're at? Yeah, because like. Yeah, go on. We're just talking about. I, I'm not questioning it. I'm just. Is that no. what I heard? I'm giving it to the people. We were just talking about Cummings and um and Gary Brown coming back and like filling back into their roles. I don't expect Ben Air to start over Cummings this week. Um. So yeah, I think I see Air's minutes. Air was great last week. We were singing his praises, and he was such a good addition to our teams. But yeah, maybe not the same this week. Hammer. Um. Well. Things have changed for me, Matrix. Um, I'm going to use both trades and my boost to get rid of Armstrong three times if I can. Um, <laughs> I, I think if I can't pull a rabbit out of a hat here, I'm going to be living vicariously through Rob's team. So, um, yeah, I'll have to get back to you. Everything's out the window for me. I'm, I'm back to the drawing board. Just, just quickly, so you- we want to continue. I just want to, I just want to let Richo know because I think Richo's joined the chat late. He's getting very involved in the conversation, which I love. But I just want to get let him know we do read the chat, absolutely. So to put it up on these comments as we go through, Travers will dominate this year. We're not doubting that, absolutely at all. Welcome to the show. Make sure you put in any comments that you want us to try and answer. So, so Hammer, so you you can't say your trades now because Taryn Armstrong, it, the news dropped while we were here in the chat. Yeah. Um, but where are you gonna you're gonna post your trade chat this week? Is it Hammer underscore thirty two? on Twitter slash X. I may have to blow the cobwebs off that Twitter and you you might see my last tweet from 1912, but uh, I'll do my best to remember the password and get in there. Otherwise, Discord. That's where you can find my trade to my teams. Yeah, cool. I'm excited for that. Like I know, I know Katrina and some of the other ladies are going to be entering our Discord and they're going to be in your DMs on X and Twitter tonight. But um, yeah, no, it's good to know where to follow you. So, absolutely beautiful. All right, I'm assuming comments have kind of dried up a little bit, which hopefully we take as a compliment that we have answered all the questions because we've still got plenty of viewers listening in and tuning in, and that's a massive shout out to you guys. 
I'm going to do a round table. I'm going to start with you, Hammer. Any thoughts, concerns? What are you thinking? And maybe any answers that you can give for everybody getting into their round two session. Uh, yeah, major concerns for my team and anyone else who's holding Armstrong. Uh, yeah, come back to me, mate. I'm, I'm too preoccupied now. <laughs> yeah. Matty? Mate, like, slide into my DMs, like, if you want me to sign a doctor's certificate as to why you should finish early on Thursday so that you can catch the, the Brisbane-New Zealand games. And slide into Hammer's DMs if you want to see him with his shirt off, so... We'll get. I want to. I, I want to go. I do like listening to what people said. Cooper's asked me to go back up. Can I go back up to his comment? This was the next comment that he had. Trading out cotton and flowers for a combination of Baines, Valentine, and Doyle. Any thoughts, boys? From the coach of the Choppies Chumps, ranked 90th in our league. That's actually a pretty good score. He would have put up to be 90th in our league, guys. If anyone's just joined, join our league six eight zero four eight one. Uh, we give our prizes every week for the biggest score. We have over 350 people in our league. Join in. Your thoughts, Hammer, on this one? Yeah, look, Cotton and Flowers, other than Armstrong, are the, probably the two biggest you should be getting out this week. Cotton frees up a lot of cash, gives you some flexibility. It's hard to say with Baines, who have you got at centre? That's probably the biggest question. Valentine and Doyle, we've, we've probably addressed. I'd be taking Valentine because you're getting the same player pretty much at a $100,000 price reduction. So I'll be taking Valentine as your guard, but Baines would, would definitely depend on who you've got. Only, only bringing in Baines in if he's a starter. That's kind of your mindset. Like if yeah. it's yeah. a starter spot, then that's the mindset. You don't yeah. have a playable big already. Yep. Yeah, and you you just took the words right out of my mouth, Rob, because it would be Val and Bangers as long as Bangers starts. Especially with that Brisbane draw. Like I'm not doing it this week because unfortunately I don't have seven trades. But um, yeah, look, it's it's bangers and Val for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this one as Here's well. Here's Huck, Porty, and Cook. Here's Huck, Porty, and Cook. Honestly, I don't know if you need to bring bangers in if you've got yeah. Cook because no, you can just start Cook. He's got great matchups this week, better than yeah. Brisbane. Um, and honestly, don't, and, don't would... move, and don't move Huck, Porty because he's about to go into a triple triple double game yeah. week. Yeah. And if you're bringing Valentine in, he's forward eligible as well. So you can take Cook's forward position if you had him at power forward. You know, massage your team around and bring a guard in. Does not having a forward center in my center bench, is it a concern as picked Hunter there? Uh, it's a luxury if you've got it. I, I've run into that that with the Menenga as my bench center. I don't have the flexibility to move him up and down like Ulbrich, but, um, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's not this week because you can just start Hunter. Like, I'm presuming you've got Huck Porty as the other one. Just start Hunter this week, man. Like, and you'll be completely fine. Um, Hunter's role was really good with how Jonah Bolden plays. I think Hunter's role will just, I suppose if Jonah Bolden just rolls on and gets, shoots, shoots really well for the week, then Hunter's minutes are going to be out the window. But I do expect him to play less minutes than Hunter. So just start him. Uh, bringing this one up, which is the best pair to bring in Valentine Baines or Doyle and Tui Tui. We haven't talked too much on this show. Uh, we have not today, but we have before, um, your thoughts there. I know you guys are big on Valentine. So I'm assuming it's Valentine Baines. Yep. Lock that one in. I feel like, 
I feel like Hammer's got all his friends on the show tonight, which is great to see. Hammer team all settled in. And he, look, full names. Full names. He knows when he sees the full names. I love it. Hammer team all settled in now. I'm back to the drawing board in all sorts after all the chat. Hopefully that's in a positive way that we're just bringing you all the insights you need. You can tell Hammer has a decent rig. Love this. I love this. This is, this, this is great. This is great. Um, <laughs> I'm loving I'm loving everybody getting here as well. Like massive shout out to Corey. Like I'm ranked 11th in your league, mate. You know what? As as long as everybody's hearing, like that's a massive statement. That probably puts you about what? Probably puts you about 50th in the whole bloody competition at the moment with yeah. the quality that we have in our league. So massive shout out to where you've started, Corey. Hopefully you got some big trades in this week to keep the good times going. Um, this has been awesome. We've had so many great people jump in, been in our trades. What's the deal? Do you guys want to keep going or do we want to wrap it up here? Because I'm probably going to have to step out soon. I've just got, um, I've just got one more that I saw there. Um, and, and by all means, drop, drop out if you want. But I'm going to answer the question while they're there. Um, yeah. Is it worth a boost from Henschel to McDaniels? Because you're going to get a massive bump in price, but it is a no from me. It, it depends. If you've got a luxury trade, like Hawk was talking about next week, your team's set. You've got a spare trade, nothing better to do. By all means, get the price rise. But he's not going to be, like we said earlier, he's not going to give you that production every week. So bring him in for the price rise, but you then you need an exit strategy before he starts losing money again. So be, be careful. Yeah. Boys, no, I think agree. we wrap it up there. I encourage everyone to get into our Discord. Hit us up on the socials. Like, again, it blows our mind of how many people are jumping in and getting on and viewing. Hopefully, that means we're bringing you the content you want, bringing you the answers you want. I know these boys have been chatting on the socials throughout the whole week. I'll be getting on there as well. Hit us up. We've got time between this first game. We don't have long, but we have time. So hit us up with some questions. We'll get those trades out to you. Hammer's still rethinking what he's doing. I'm pretty set now from the applause that I got. I must not. You know, I won't give myself a complete pat on the back. These boys give me a lot of insights all the time, and so do you guys out on the socials. Until next time, thank you so much, guys, for all the involvement. Hammer, Maddie, and everybody from the Insight Fantasy Sport Podcast. Till next time, peace out. Cheerio.